0: Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome this Sunday morning to our worship experience. And I'm praising God for this wonderful opportunity to be with you today. And I, I trust that as your home, you're experiencing the presence of God where you are and that you're enjoying the worship and that you are participating in what is happening. So please use your chat box. Give God a praise. Uh, we are at the last day, Sunday, of the fast, last day of the month. Uh, we, we're, we've been praying for 21 days. I trust that God has been blessing you, he's been good to you, he's been speaking to you in these last 21 days. You know, I'm praising God myself because uh, I've received uh, healing through my ears and I had some problems with my ears over the last 21 days and and God really brought a great major deliverance in my life. And so I just wanna just thank the Lord for what he's doing and and if you have a praise uh, for something he's done, I, I would say, Look back in these 21 days and just say, Lord, I just thank you. I praise you. Put that in the chat box. Put something in the chat box to praise him and say that you're thanking him for what he's done over these last 21 days of this fast. This consecration has been like none other because we are in times like none other. And I trust that as we are concluding the fast, I I want to encourage you that while God was speaking and doing work in our lives, he wants to continue After today, God's not finished yet. We might be finished with the fast, but He's not finished with us. And so I want to encourage you that you and I are both on a journey with God in this uh, year. We called it the year of kingdom living, that we're in a season by which God wants to be Lord. Jesus wants to be Lord over every area of our lives. And we want to follow Him with our whole hearts and passionately serve Him in spirit and in truth. And so this morning, Um, I'm going to call your attention to an area uh, by which uh, we have uh, started even last week as Pastor Virginia uh, shared with you on faith additions. I want to continue with the thought of growth. Uh, Don't you want to grow? I certainly want to do, want to grow. I certainly want to see my faith grow and see my life blossom and see my life uh, unfold in the potential and the purpose of God that he has called and destined for me to experience. And so I want to call your attention to this, to a passage of scripture in Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 15. And I call this, this is a series that I'm going to be doing, a series of messages. It's going to be called The Sower, the Seed, and the Soils. The Sower, the Seed, and the Soils. familiar passage of scripture, Luke chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. If you haven't gotten something to write on, you might want to rush and do that. And I'm going to read and it should be on your screen as well. It says, while a large crowd was gathering and the people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up, and it was choked, and it choked the other plants. And still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, and it yielded a crop, a hundred times more than what was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. and Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on rocky ground Are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Uh, Every every year, every summer, uh, even coming into the spring, uh, my wife has this desire to plant and grow her own vegetables. Now for me, I would rather go to the store, pick up my tomatoes, pick up my lettuce, pick up my beans, my produce. I would rather do that. It's a lot easier to do that. Uh, This past uh, summer of 2020, of 2019, 2020, we, we were in the course, the pandemic, and they had some restrictions on, of course, us not coming out and social distancing and all the things that we are have it when it comes to limitations. And I, and I surely thought that this was the year, the 2020 spring season and summer season was the year that we'd say, ah, that you, you know, no, no garden. I said, are you going to do a garden? I, 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 she says, um, yeah, I'm going to do a garden this year. And I said, oh no, a garden during COVID, during the pandemic, we are in space of being quarantined. They're, they're telling us don't go out, but you're going to do a garden. She said, yeah, I'm gonna do my garden. And um, it was kind of interesting because as she's doing this garden every single year, I am just just overwhelmed with the the kind of work that she puts into this garden that produces these wonderful tomatoes, these wonderful lettuce and beans and the things that we are able to eat at our table. I'm happy for the harvest, but um, I'm not too great on and excited about the work that you have to put in to get the harvest but it kind of comes with the territory. And do you know, Jesus uses agriculture as a way to explain spiritual growth. He called it a parable. He talked about this because, you know, sometimes when we think about spiritual growth and things that are unseen, as it were, we, we don't seem to be able to connect it with what is happening in our everyday lives. And I want you to understand that spiritual growth connects with your everyday life. Um, spiritual growth is not just about when you come to church and bring your Bible and when you're praying at home. And, and you know, those are the things that certainly we want to encourage you to do. But guess what? It, it connects with your everyday life. And So here's what I want to do. I want to share from this text some principles about growth. And, and I want to I want to share with you because uh, it's it's something that we are called to pursue. As kingdom children if we want to have a great kingdom life a kingdom life a, a life with Jesus as Lord we have to embrace the process of growth and so here it is so when we look at the text we see that Luke and also it's recorded in the other synoptic Gospels that uh, Jesus told this parable and he it shows us that Jesus had a large crowd following him he had people from all walks of life following him. You'll see that as uh, the scripture unfolds and it talks about uh, who was following him, talks about the fact that he had women following him, uh, people that got delivered, people that were set free, people that got saved through his message, they were following him. There was a large crowd of people. And within that crowd, there were, of course, his 12 disciples. And Jesus begins to talk about this parable because he realizes that, Everybody who was listening to him preach and teach and minister the word of God, their results of growth were different. They didn't all have the same level of growth and and things did not happen. You know, there are some people that will listen to the word of God and they'll grow. And there are some others that just won't. And there are reasons for that. There are reasons that growth doesn't happen in their lives uh, when you look at the passage one thing is, is is common about it that there was a sower there was a sower that was sowing the word now when they would sow seed a, a, a sower what they did was they actually would get the ground ready they would make sure that the ground was plowed if it was fallow ground meaning ground that hadn't hadn't been used or, ground that was not um, ready for planting, they would actually plow that ground. But then they would plant seed. And really, they wouldn't even just plant seed, they would actually scatter seed. See, uh, if you can picture it, the, the actual sower had a bag of seed like in a big bag. And they would reach into the bag and just scatter the seed. That's what we get broadcasting from. You know, broadcasting, like we're broadcasting even now, and and the message is going everywhere, globally. We're broadcasting, and so it went everywhere. It went on every type of soil. The seed went everywhere. But it didn't have the same impact because certain soils weren't receptive. Certain soils were not ready. Certain soils uh, was, was somehow not conducive to the seed growing. And the thing about this message is so important is that, you know, we can all hear, hear a message, respond differently, and have different results. And sometimes we want to blame the, the sower. We want to say the sower, the sower was the bad thing. No, it wasn't the sower, the sower was just sowing seed. Well, maybe it's the seed that was bad. Maybe it was the wrong type kind of seed, maybe the seed had a problem. And that's why it didn't grow. But if you notice it, the things that were consistent were the soil was consistent, the seed was consistent, but the soils were not. The issues was the soils. And so when we talk about the sower, the seed, and the soils, I I wanna just share one aspect of that today. And I wanna talk about the sower. The sower. You see, the farmer, when they go out to sow and as they sow seed, there's an expectation. You know, my wife, when she uh, goes out and she plants her garden and she uses these above ground um, flower beds or these above ground planters so that we're not planting right indirectly into the soil in our backyard. So we have to go out and buy soil. I mean, we got to buy soil that has nutrients in it. It has, it has uh, all different types of ingredients in it, you know, peat moss, et cetera. And some of, the, some of the, I don't even know what to tell you is in it, but it's different. She said, it's different from the, the dirt in the backyard. For me, the dirt in the backyard is fine. Why am I going out and paying for dirt? But she said, no, 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 don't look at it as dirt. It's, it's soil, that this soil is going to help the seed to grow. It has the nutrients in it to help it to grow. It's prepared for the seed to enter in so that the seed can germinate and grow. Unlike if you just plant it in the backyard, sometimes that, that it doesn't have the nutrients in it to help it to grow. So maybe you'll get tomatoes, but they'll be much smaller in, in, its, in its size than what would have been if you planted it in that type of soil that you bought. So the sower is destined to look at the the crop from a a visionary standpoint where they're casting seed and they're they're hoping and they're they're planting towards their future uh, that they're going to have a harvest. And you know, when it comes to sowing, sowing is intentional. You know, uh, sowing, Is intentional could you put that in the chat box sowing is intentional planting is intentional you know whatever we sow whatever we're planting and whatever the farmer plants it is it is intentional I mean when they plant apple seeds they're expecting apple trees to produce apples you know I don't think they plant apple seeds and then they expect oranges Or orange trees and orange groves, which produces oranges. And I don't think they go, oops, I didn't mean to plant that. They're intentional. You know, while we are in the last day of the fast, I want you to live your life with intentionality. Don't let yourself be a person who just sows hither, thither, and yawn. You want to sow so that you get a harvest, the expectation is, a harvest is going to come. When it comes to sowing seed, every, everybody and every one of us have been in a position of a sower. And also, we have also received from somebody else because they were sowers in our lives. If I think about all the people that sowed into my life, from my Sunday school teachers, from my my parents my grandparents my my siblings my uh, you know the congregation many of you have sowed into my life and because you sowed into my life i'm i'm reaping the harvest of what you have sown and sometimes we don't recognize and we don't realize the impact that others have on us in the fruit that we bear in the and the things that we bring forth it's because of the the sowing that has been done through others, for us. And I want you today to think of yourself, not only, not only in, in a place where someone sows into you, but I want you to become a person who sows. I want you to be a good sower. I want you to be a person to, to be a good planter to plant something in the lives of others, to plant something for someone else that in, in, in someone else so that they can truly also have a harvest. Even right now, as I'm sharing the word with you, it's like I have a bag of seed and I'm just kind of throwing it out there. And I'm praying that the seed, the word of God would bless your life. See, I'm not just sowing anything. I'm sowing the word of God. See, the text tells us that the seed that was sown is the word of God. And so every week and every time that you come to abundant life online, we want to let you know that we want to share with you what is in the Word of God, so that you can grow so that your life not only will have blessing, but it will have transformation. It will be fruitful. there will be harvest of righteousness. And so here it is: the sower we're called to intentional work. So I want to share some things from this, from a text. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to look at another text because they, I want to give you some points about sowing and being a good sower. I want to call your attention to Galatians chapter 6, verses 6 to 10. And I'm going to read it from a little different version called the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation says, and those who are taught the word must share all good things with their teacher, a sharing of wealth takes place between them. Make no mistake about it, God, is never, God will never be mocked. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self, of the self-life, into this natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. If you plant good seeds of spirit life, you will reap beautiful fruits that will grow from everlasting life of the spirit. And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds for the, reason, for the, season, for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you planted, planted is coming. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. Here Paul is writing to the Galatian church and giving them some final instructions about how to be a good sower. So there's some things that I want to share with you just very quickly, four particular things about what it means to be a good sower. Because if you never sow, you won't get a harvest. If you never plant, you won't have any fruit. So the text gives us some understandings of what we need to do. So here it is. Number one, it matters what I sow. It matters what I sow. Verse 7 and 8, he says, make no mistake, God is not going to be mocked. Whatever you plant, that's what you're going to be able to harvest. You know. So I realized that there's laws that govern planting and harvesting. Sowing and reaping. There's laws that govern that. That means if i if I sow certain things, it's reason I have reason to believe that whatever I sow, I'm going to reap. It's important that you understand that each of us has to take inventory on what we're sowing. There are some people that make some make uh, all these g- general statements of, you know what, I don't know why this is happening to me. And the question is, I ask them, and say, you know, well, what did you sow? What did you sow? How could you, how could you have a healthy body and you never sow anything good in your body? How can you have a, a really good marriage if you never sow anything good in a marriage? And sometimes, yes, you might be sowing into a marriage And you might be getting some, what I call, crop failures. But you know what? It takes two to sow in order to get a good harvest. It's what you sow. Number two, it's where you sow. Where do you put the seed makes a difference. There are certain things that grow in the New England area. Like, you know, we can grow apples. And I mean, apples apples grow here. In, in New England, it's, it's wonderful to grow apples here. But there are certain types of fruit that don't grow here. There are certain types of things that can't grow because the environment is not conducive for it to grow. And so I need to recognize, and, and, and with the understanding that, you know, if I'm going to have a harvest, I need to know where am I sowing my seed? You know, The seed that fell on good ground was the seed that actually brought forth fruit. And so I'm not only asking you what you're sowing, but where are you sowing? When you sow into lives, are you sowing into lives that are gonna bring forth fruit? Now, sow everywhere, but we're hoping that we're sowing into lives that will bring forth fruit. We're sowing into things that will last. He says, if you sow into the self life, you're going to reap corruption. If you sow into the spiritual life, you're going to reap life everlasting. Do you want to sow into something that's going down, or do you want to sow into something that's going to last? It matters where I sow. Thirdly, it matters how much I sow. How much? You know, there's a story of, a, of a, a young man who came to his pastor and says, you know, I'm really hoping and praying that God will bless me abundantly. And I want him to just bless my finances and I want to bless him to bless my life and my career. And I want him to, to receive some really big blessing from God. And he says, well, how much are you sowing? You know, it's, it's impossible for me to just think that I'm going to take one seed and get a whole crop from that one seed. I might have to sow multiple seeds in order to get that crop. See, Paul put it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and 8. He says, remember this. He's telling them to remember this. He says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. In verse 7, he says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Do you know that God loves cheerful givers and cheerful sowers? Do you know that when I give, I shouldn't give grudgingly? When you give offerings and you give your time and you give your your talents, you shouldn't say, all right, here we go again. You should say, God, thank you that I have an opportunity to share and to sow. Because God loves what kind of giver? Put in the chat box, a cheerful giver. I would have rather you not give if you can't give cheerfully. God wants you to give cheerfully, give with joy. And he says, God is able to bless you abundantly, verse 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And he says, so that in all things, what everything? All things, put that out, all things, not just some, all things, at all times. Having all you need, you will abound in every good work. That's a promise from God. If I sow cheerfully, if I sow bountifully, God is going to bless me so I'll have everything I need at all times for every good work. Fourth and final, it matters how often I sow. How often I sow. In verse 9, it it tells us that um, we don't want to be weary. We don't want to be weary in well-doing. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, you you don't want to be weary and disheartened in planting good seeds. For, For the season for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you planted is coming. You say, you know, it's coming, it's coming. Maybe you've been sowing a while and you haven't seen anything yet. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Verse 10 he says, take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. As we conclude this day and time where we have been fasting and praying for 21 days, it's not time for you to go into hibernation. It's not time for you to say, well, I went to this fast. I made the sacrifice. I was on the prayer line. I've done some reading and I'm starting my reading program and I fellowship with believers. And now that the fast is over, I can expect just to kind of just hopefully cruise on and get my harvest. But this doesn't say that. What this says is that keep taking advantage of every opportunity to sow, to be a blessing, to be a sower. And if you haven't received your harvest, I want to tell you right now, it's coming. If you only don't get weary or disheartened because it's taking a little longer than you expected. Do you know uh, as you're as you're doing uh, your your, your gardening, you know, just like I know, there are some seeds that just didn't didn't come forth. you were hoping. But there are others that did. Now, you don't stop planting and start sowing because all the seeds didn't grow. You're glad for the ones that did. And it should inspire you to keep sowing. And so if you got blessed and you got healed and you were ministered to and, and the word of God was rich, enriching to you, this is all encouragement to help you to keep being a good sower. And so while we're still absent from our congregation and we, we still have to social distance and we're waiting for the vaccines to, to come out and, and, and we're, we're waiting for the process to happen and, and the, the president said 99 days, let's keep wearing our mask and, and all these things are happening, let's keep sowing. Thank you so much for sowing into our ministry in prayer and your financial giving. Thank you for being faithful to watching Be law Lives and being a part of our, our book clubs even for 2020. And, and, and you know, this is all part of sowing. as we look forward, even as we're entered into 2021, I want you to know that as you sow, God is going to bless us and bless you abundantly. So I want to pray that even now, that as we cross the threshold from the time of fasting to enter into even a new month, beginning on tomorrow, let's take this word and take the words that we're hearing about growth and be intentional about what God has called us to do. Let's pray. Father, thank you Lord for this word and thank you Lord for this day and thank you Lord for bringing us through 21 days of fasting. And prayer, We just bless you, Lord, for even as we've seen the transition of power, we thank you, Lord, for how, God, you were so faithful to us. We bless your name. We give you praise, and we give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, perhaps you're here and you've not given the Lord Jesus Christ the reins of your life. I want to lead you in a prayer for you to be saved, for you to be born again. He said that those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so here it is. If you would just open your heart and say this prayer with me, with, in believing your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you'll be saved. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross, to be buried and he was resurrected on the third day. Lord, I believe that Jesus loved me so much to do that for me. Father, I open up my heart to Jesus. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life, be the Lord of my life, forgive me of my sins, make me a new creation, sow into me the word of life, that I might too, Lord, grow and sow into the lives of others. Change me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we want to know, share with us. You can go to your texts and you can text us at 833-300-0670. And also, if you like prayer, we we invite you to, to be prayed for and prayed with. And if you have something on your heart, something that's going on in your life, and you need someone to agree with you in prayer, we'd love to do that. So you can text PRAYER to also 833 300 670 We're so delighted and we are so blessed because we're able to see ourselves growing because we're sowing. God bless you and make you a blessing.